Hi, Nathan here. You might be wondering, why is Nathan popping in right before that incredible intro sequence done by Fasado? Well, I wanted to pop in to let you guys know that I'm doing something a little different with the podcast these days. For a while now, I have always been intrigued on wanting to get some sort of sponsorship when it comes to the podcast. And those haven't really been easy to come by. Uh, not just because, you know, it's a good payment opportunity for me to make money and help the podcast grow. But, you know, I wanted to have a little fun with these podcasts. Listen to podcasts such as uh, Go Fact Yourself. Whenever um, J. Keith Van Stratton and Helen Hong have to read sponsorships for uh, Magic Spoon, not sponsored. Or uh, Butcher Box, also not sponsored. You know, they have a little bit of fun with it. And they seem to be enjoying themselves more than anything else they provide a fun little extra creative outlet for them to just you know goof off a little bit so i thought you know what since i'm not getting any sponsorship opportunities yet i decided to go ahead and just make my own have a little bit of a fun little ad to pop in right before the podcast and have a little fun you know more than anything else if you think this sounds like a ridiculous idea sponsors out there email us at postmodernartpodcast at gmail.com but until then, today's episode is not sponsored by Shoe Simulator, the brand new game from McGuffin Games. You star as Lefty, an abandoned shoe after losing his compadre Righty to a mudding incident. Abandoned in the closet, you have left with no choice but to find a way to not only survive, but thrive in this new environment. Develop relationships with your fellow shoes such as Stiletto, Flip Flops, and Redacted Brand Name. Develop a new economy to help you and your friends survive and thrive. Become the ruler of your new domain. Pre-order Shoe Simulator right now for Steam, Xbox, and PlayStation, if you can find it. Available 2020X. Welcome to the Postmodern Art Podcast, the podcast dedicated to giving artists who are wowing the world over the platform they deserve. I am your host, Nathan Raglan, and sorry for disappearing for a couple weeks. Uh, life got a little bit hectic, and I just needed to take a couple weeks to breathe. But you know what? I knew I had to come back, and when I did, I had to make a grand entrance and look nice and good, get my nails done. I, I didn't. But, if I was to get my nails done, today's guest would be the perfect person for the job. Today's guest is Deviant Nails, a V2B demon with a stunning style and presence with some gorgeous nail art to boot. Devi has been someone that I have been seeing support the podcast, and obviously whenever I got a chance to divulge into her artwork, and her nail art especially... I knew I had to have her on the podcast at some point, and hopefully today's episode will be a good introduction for you guys, not only to Devi, but for nail art and the potential that is there. If you love what you hear today and love what you see if you're watching the video version, then I highly recommend you go to the links in the description below and support Devi wherever you can. 
If you enjoy the podcast, make sure you like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. Leave five stars wherever you can. I see that stuff and I absolutely love it, especially seeing the weird amount of support I've been getting on audio platforms. Uh, if you've been introduced to the podcast through audio format within the past month or so, thank you so much for the love and support. I've been seeing the, the growth in downloads and listens or whatnot, and it's really blown me away. Thank you, guys. If you want to go a little bit further with that support, maybe you should consider going to the merch shop at pmap.creator-spring.com. We have some incredible designs done by some wonderful artists, and recently, thanks to the introduction of Spring introducing this, we now have hats, which is something I have been wanting and dying. Um, We have a couple of snapbacks and a couple of beanies that you guys can buy right now, and as an added bonus, because I really want you guys to get this merch... Like, the merch that I have in the shop is absolutely incredible. There is a sale going on right now to where if you use the code I want a hat, you will get 20% off your order. No matter whether or not you do have a hat on there, though I highly recommend you get the hat, especially the retro design done by Roya Shahidi. Wonderful design. And hey, if all you just want is a cool place where you can talk to some incredible people and talk about the art that we talk about or just get to know other artists, maybe we should consider joining our Discord server, the Artist Sanctuary. We've already developed quite an incredible group already, uh, developing a fun little community, and you know what? We would love to have you there as soon as possible. But now, without further ado, please enjoy the Postmodern art podcast uh thank you so much by the way for taking the time to do this i really genuinely do appreciate you uh sitting down and chatting more than anything else i'm i'm honored that you asked me to join i'm i was genuinely shocked when you sent the message again hey do you want i was like wow okay yeah (laughs) well well, i mean one i've seen you like as little as you know for how much or how little it is, I do see like, you know, you showing support here and there when it comes to the podcast or whatnot. So it's not like I don't appreciate what you've done already, but also on top of that, like the art that you do, the, the nail art and such, I, I, I'm always a person that wants to showcase like a diversity of art on the podcast. I've never had mm-hmm. someone that does nail art. So I figured it, if oh. nothing else, you'd be a good foundation for it. Well, I, I, I mean, Twitch wise, I think I've only found, two other people that do it and nobody does it quite like i do (laughs) so like there isn't another vtuber who does nail art as far as i am aware it could have changed but i do occasionally run through the tags to see if i can find anybody else but not yet that is fair that is fair but uh, like even then like I say that like you were the only option. It's not like the the nail art you're producing oh, isn't no. incredible. I mean, for God's sake, like I love, I, I like I, what I'm trying to say is I do love and appreciate the art. It's a different kind of art than what I've presented on the podcast before, and that's why I wanted to have you on more than anything else. That's entirely fair. Thank you for having me. Well, no problem. I'm sorry if that sounded awkward. No, God, no, no, I totally understand what you mean. (laughs) I say, sorry for that sound awkward, brain like jelly sometimes. Um. (laughs) Listen, I I currently have a total of three brain cells rocking around my head, and the the probability of two of them falling out during this this call, 100%. 
I mean, to be fair, at least one of them was working on all f- the, the the eyes on your hat more than anything else. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh no, no, that's Frank. Frank's a whole a whole separate entity from me. Oh, right, my bad. I, <laughs> Jesus, you think I would remember a thing or two about your lore? Um, <laughs> all right, Debbie. Before I really get the podcast rolling, I must ask the icebreaker question of the podcast, if I may. Let's yes, say you get to, let's say you get to go to a deserted island on your own accord. It's just you alone with your thoughts. You get to kick back, relax, breathe, get to truly enjoy yourself for a little bit. Um, with accommodations, you're not stranded on this island. You're just relaxing or anything else. Uh, to mm-hmm. help make sure that you don't go completely insane on this island, you can bring one piece of media or one piece of art with you to help with whatever vibe you're trying to go with. If given this opportunity, what would that one piece be? Oh. Gosh, that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> because I've, <laughs> depending on on how the stars align and the planets center, uh, I can either be hyper focused on something for months or five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> oh gosh. I'd probably, if I could, if I could go back in time and get it. I would probably take um, Fire Emblem Awakening with me because that is one of my favorite games. Okay, okay. Is there any particular reason why? It's just like a particular, like, special place in your heart or whatnot? I don't know. I I just, it it, was one of those games. So it was the first Fire Emblem I ever played. It was the first I was ever able to get my hands on. And I don't know, it's just stuck with me. Like, I love the characters. I love the story. I love the humor in it. I don't know. It was just, I I must have replayed that game so many times. So I'd, I'd take that with me. Okay. Okay. You know what? Fair enough. I mean, to be fair, like... You could just point to like twenty, like you can correct me if I'm wrong, but just about every single Fire Emblem game that has been produced or whatnot, there are some twop, t- twop, top quality, like incredible, <laughs> like art and gameplay and just all sorts of different aspects of it. Yeah, I do prefer like the games before um, Three Houses. I got I, I I've not quite finished Three Houses yet because I do get a little bit bored. Fair I feel bad saying it, but I do. I'm currently playing um, Three Hopes, and that's that's tiding me over. Okay. So, okay. but nevertheless, the the Fire Emblem game that you uh, you uh, wow words come back to me. <laughs> I just I I was running, and then my mouth just like fuck you. Um, <laughs> but nevertheless, the the Fire Emblem game that is your answer. You're locking that in. Fire Emblem, yeah. All right then. Then if that's the case. I cannot think of a better way to start the Postmodern Art Podcast. Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Nathan Ragland. Uh, feel free to like, share, subscribe, or follow whatever audio streaming platform you prefer. You can support the podcast on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PMAP. And follow us on Twitter and Instagram at PostmodArtPod, if Twitter is still available when you're watching this, for future <laughs> updates and guest announcements, including today's guest. <clears throat> She is a VTubing demon with a stunning style and presence with some gorgeous nail art on full display. Welcome to the podcast, Deviant Nails! Hello. Hello. <laughs> how are you doing today? Hello, my darling. How I'm, I'm not too bad. How are, you, how are you? I am doing wonderful now. I'm getting the chance to sit down and talk like we said a little bit in, like, like I said, you know, in the intro more or less. Ever since I've seen uh, you show a little bit of support for this podcast and actually getting to look at some of the art you've been able to produce, I've just been 
blown away and captivated because I mean, to be fair, I don't know if you can really tell with my nails. Nails are not exactly a priority for me. Uh, but I do recognize that if given the opportunity, they could truly be an art form. And from what I've been seeing from you, you've been really nailing it. Uh, <laughs> but before I really divulge into the uh, the nails that you have, been, the art that you have been producing, I want to go back just a little bit, if I may. No more yeah. or less the origin story of Devi, or at least, you know the artist aspect of it. What got you interested in art in the first place? Uh, oh, got art in general. Um, since I fell out of the womb, um, it's just been like, so my dad used to paint, um, Warhammer figures. Ooh. He had like a little studio in my house. So it's, and he also did airbrushing, did he's, he's a panel beater as well. So he paints cars and fixes cars. So I've been surrounded by creative stuff my entire life so i don't know it just i i don't know who i'd be without it to be honest it's always been there i mean that's that's very valid when i think especially like some of the stuff that you were talking about like the i don't know I, like i know i hear about it here and there but like warhammer figures I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because there is a true art form not just in like the production of that stuff but if people are given the opportunity they could produce like some incredible artwork with that stuff alone yeah, I used to paint minis as well. Um, it's been a long time since I've done any, and I wasn't that great at the people, but the creatures and <laughs> and the mechs loved it. Okay, no, absolutely. Um, wow, well, I had the question and I lost. It. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, I'm at my A game right now. Um, no, no I, that's I'm... fine. I am the queen of scuff. I bring scuff wherever I go. Look, I never said that this podcast is like gonna be flawless. Like, if there is a little bit of scuff with this podcast, it wouldn't be the podcast I want to listen to. So there you go. Uh, uh, yes, but I mean, it's it's not an interaction with with me if there isn't a high level of scuff. Exactly. There we go. It's the best way to word it. But back to kind of like more or less like your dad's influence. Like, can you think of some of the uh, like? Is there any like pieces or just anything that he did in particular that kind of more or less like? captivated your creativity more than anything else like you think back and think that was quite possibly the best thing he did no it was more the process of of how he did it um okay. so I, I was obviously as a young kid i wasn't particularly interested in the in the end result i was more what are you doing why are you doing that tell me what you're doing like break it down i i was i was the the hundred question kid so I would sit next to him and be like, right, why why this colour? Why this character? Why this? Why, 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 why? And it was just, I was just, I, I was fascinated more by what he was doing than the end product. You know what? That's fair enough. I Honestly, I feel like I was kind of more or less the same way growing up. Like, I was the kind of person to where, like, I said this before, but... Uh, if I get like a movie or something, like if we get like a new DVD or something like that or whatnot, I'm the kind of person that would watch all the special features of the film before yeah. I actually watch the film itself. Oh no, I'll watch the film itself, but then I will immediately go back and, and listen to any commentary by um, actors or producers or directors or anything. I'm like, if, if that, <laughs> that's usually why I'll buy a DVD. If it doesn't have any special features, I'm like, eh, it's not worth the money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's fair enough. So when did it for you go from this like general love for art, especially, you know, one that was fostered by your dad and the art that he did, to a passion and then wanting to make it your career? Um, so I've like I said, I've always been interested in art. Um 
the first time I went through education, uh, my aim was to be a graphic designer. So okay. I managed to get all the way up until university. Um, and then in my in my last year of uni, I, I, I got ill and I was sort of like, you know what? This isn't what I wanted. Mm. Um, because a lot of a lot of graphic design courses now are geared towards like advertisement and such. And it just wasn't sitting well with me. So I did after that I I didn't finish my course. Um I took a break and then just didn't go back because of, of reasons. Um and I did take a break away from from traditional art and things. Um I started working on making props, uh, because I so I work in a hotel, so we work Christmas Day. Oh, uh, okay. And I was like, you know what? If I'm working Christmas Day, I want to look Christmassy. Because Christmas Day is the only day I celebrate Christmas. Yep, yep, fair enough. I'm one of these people who is bar humbug up until the 24th of December. (laughs) So I was like, you know what? Because I have a really good team and we usually get a little bit dressed up. But I was like, I want to be different this year. I'm going to be a reindeer. So I made myself a faux set of antlers um, and then that kick-started my prop business, which was D- DVN Props and Cosplay. Okay. Um, so I did that for a couple of years. I specialised in making faux antlers. Um, and then, so I, I used to trade at conventions with that. It made a lot of different things, but the, the antlers were the main bit. Uh, so I did a couple of conventions with that. And then COVID came around mm. and obviously ruined everything. Yep. Um. So I couldn't get a lot of the materials that I used. Um, I just sort of started having negative associations with it all because it was just it was just a difficult time. Uh, and then I, 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 it, so the nail side of everything all started. So just before COVID, like I mean, literally just before COVID, mm-hmm. about two months before, my mum had started going and getting her nails done. Um, she was trying to get back into looking after them properly. So she was having gel colours put on. And then obviously COVID hit, she couldn't go anymore. So she bought a home kit. Mm-hmm. Couldn't quite do it. So she went, Debbie, can you, you know, you've got a steady hand. Can you do this for me? So I was like, yeah, okay. And I don't know, it just sort of went from there. Like, there was just something relaxing about painting her nails. And then I bought myself a home kit, found out that you could get full coverage tips. So I was like, oh, well, I'll just start painting them because there was things I wanted to do, but I am very indecisive and I will change what is <laughs> what is on me every, every two minutes. So I started painting um, full coverage tips I was showing them to my friends at the time and they were all like, why don't you look at doing this full time? See if you can do something with it. And I was like, I eh, don't know. I'll have, I'll have a look. And I did. I had a very like blase look at what was available mm-hmm. and essentially got bullied into going back into education to become a nail technician. <laughs> So I went back to college um, the first year of COVID and I'm here now hoping to make it a full-time career out of it next year when I open the salon. 
fingers crossed it opens. Fingers crossed, especially. But, I mean, that's that's like a very con- condensed version of events, but yeah, I, I I essentially got bullied into becoming a nail technician. <laughs> Well, the beautiful thing about condensed versions is that I can go through and pick and choose. We can elaborate and yes. flow it out a little yeah, bit more. Yeah. So, so <laughs> looking back at that condensed look, I want to go back to like the very little beginning of it because you were mentioning mm-hmm. like the you were starting off with the props or whatnot. Um, at least that like that was, I guess you could correct me if I'm wrong. That was more or less kind of the, your first foray into not only just like producing art out, outside of college or whatnot, mm-hmm. but like actually making a physical thing out of it. Actually, like being able to produce something that people are actually able to consume, I guess, in a way that was, I, I know you said it started with the Christmas, but what was it about just like ants, antlers in general that is like fascinated you to the point to where it'd be like, I want to divulge more and do creative stuff with antlers or horns or whatnot. I had about 20 odd people all ask me for a set. Okay. That's what it was. So I went into work <laughs> and I was wearing them and I posted pictures. I showed my friends and they all went, right, I want a set now. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. We're like, how much do you need to make me a set? And I was like, I, I, I don't know. Um, and then I just fell in love with making it. I don't know whether it was a repetitive process, but I really enjoyed making it. And then I enjoyed when people would buy them and it made them happy. Um, and it was just, it was just something that I got into. And I've always liked making. I don't like being idle. I guess. Okay. Yeah. That's so fair. it was. And I enjoyed, I found that I, I took a chance uh, getting a table at a convention and absolutely fell in love with being a trader. And I was like, I, I want to do more of this. And then, you know, I built this tiny little little business that got crushed by COVID. Right, right, right. COVID, one, but, of, the, one of the many victims of COVID, sadly. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I will I won't lie. I look at it as a silver lining because I wouldn't be where I am now without without it. That is so, true. That is true. You know, I never ever. I have never been one of these girly girls. I've never been a lady da prance around in a skirt. I've always been a wrestling in the mud kind of girl. So beauty has never been anything that I've been interested in, and yet. Here I am, passionate about male care and and general hand health. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, at least at this point, you know, nail care and and health more that that's kind of more or less like your foundation. Like, if you don't have people taking care of that stuff, like you you're kind of running out of business right there. <laughs> it's kind of opposite because <laughs> if people aren't looking after the nails, they come to me to fix it. You know what? Fair. Because it's, it's it's not just the nail art. So what I do on Twitch mm-hmm. and show on Twitter is only a small percentage of, of... So I am actually a qualified nail technician. I have all of my qualifications available for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know about nail care, nail health. I can do manicures, pedicures. Uh, I can do all the different types of extensions. I can look at somebody's nails and know what they need to do to improve the health of their nails and hands. I mean, that again, that is fair. And I, I guess redacts my previous statement because you got a point. If, <laughs> if, if they don't know about it, you're the one that's going to be providing the service to make sure that they take care of it one way or another. Um, go, 
going back to the antlers thing, I just want to ask, ask one last oh, question. Sorry. I, no, you're fine. <laughs> I love tangents. I love tangents. I love going 20 different directions. That's fine. But I just wanted to at least ask this last question, then we can definitely go all uh-huh. in with the nails. And that is, can you think of a particular like set of antlers or horns or whatnot that whenever you were a trader or whatnot was like your your creme de la creme, like the best you've been able to produce? I think one of my best sets was I did a so I got two that come to mind and they're both custom set okay um so I was contacted by a comic artist called Shrimposaurus okay and they have a comic called I think it's called Rick Dick I'm pretty sure it's called Rick Dick um and all of their characters are various species of deer and the main, the one of their main characters uh, is a fallow deer, if I'm co- remembering correctly. And they commissioned me to make that set of antlers. So that was entirely custom. It wasn't one of my preset shapes, and I just, I, I, I'm so proud of that set because they came because it was, it wasn't a set that I was just sort of going right. Because all of my sets were like, uh, I'm going to make the shape. And see what happens. This was a set that I had been given specific reference images and I had to recreate that from 2D to 3D. And I did a good job. (laughs) (laughs) They love them. They still love them now. Um, So I'm really proud of that set. And then there was another one, which is also a custom set, using one of my preset shapes, um, which was a dark galaxy set. And I don't, I don't know. I was just really, really proud of myself with that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Gal- like g- galaxy antlers. That sounds incredible. I, yeah. So when I say faux antlers, so I did do I, a lot of like natural ones that look, you know, that you could use for um like fawn cosplays. But I also did sort of weird and wacky ones. Like I did dinosaur sets. I did ice. Um galaxy i did a decorous set i did i did all sorts i basically would make the shapes in bulk mm-hmm. and then just sort of go right what 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 have i got lying around oh cool i like this color i'll paint it neon pink <laughs> oh that that kind of goes with it i'll wrap this ribbon around it so they were so i did have a natural but then i had some really outlandish crazy sets i just like to push what i can do Right, right. I mean, even then, like again, just like the just just the general description they gave of just basically galaxy antlers. I know they were custom made once, and I never really thought I'd be interested in antlers. But you might have to make another pair and just send them my way because that just sounds <laughs> great. <laughs> nah, I'm joking. See, one <laughs> one of my favorite things about the antlers and with the the nails as well, kind of, is that I don't tend to do things more than once. Right, right. And I think that was one of the reasons that people like them so much because like a lot of of that fan base knew that once i'd made it the likelihood of me making it again was like one percent i think i've only ever made i've only ever remade two sets of antlers out of the hundreds that i have made goodness you know what fair enough fair enough more than anything else excuse me um no, I mean that you know what? that's completely understandable. I can only imagine kind of the process more than anything else. But also, I forgot to ask one last thing. You did mention that yeah. whenever you started the Antlers, that's where at least the initial name of the DVN first came in. Where did that name more or less come from or get rooted from? So, um, 
the DVN comes from so when I was at university we had to make a portfolio cover okay and it had to include that include our name and I was really struggling with the typography of trying to get my name to fit so I sort of threw away some of the letters and was like <laughs> ah DVN this is it basically still says my name but I don't have to piss about with the the fandangly letters that I couldn't get to behave so I just was like so the DVN has stuck with me for a very 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 long time mm -hmm. and then when I did the prop things it was you know DV so I started off in, in uni it was DVN graphic design then I was DVN photography and I became DVN props and cosplay accessories so it, it sort of it basically is my name but fancy Oh, there you go. There oh, simplified, you go. I suppose. It's not even fancy, it's just simplified because I threw away some <laughs> letters. You you say simplified, but let's go with what graphic designers would say. It's minimalist, all right? Min yes, minimalist. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, angular lines all work together very, very well and make it very easy to implement typogra typography. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness! I, 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 even if it's like a simple, just like you know, I wanted to make my name fit. That's a great origin. I'm glad that all this stuff that we've talked about has been more or less like a great foundation for the art that you produce and have and are still producing right now, including and especially the wonderful, gorgeous, stunning, absolutely amazing nails that you've been able to produce ever since you really started going down that path. Um, I want to go back and what you were talking about beforehand. Cause one of the things I absolutely loved is the fact that you were talking about that you started in, you know, working on nails or whatnot to help out your mom. And I appreciate that more or less your parents, no matter how you look at it, are the foundation for your art in the first place. They are very much, very, very much. So, um, both of them have their creative streaks and that has molded my life. And I'm so appreciative that they were, supportive of all of my random decisions to do things instead of trying to push me onto a path where I could I mean I'm I'm 30 years old and I've still not quite worked out who I am and what I'm doing you know I've got friends who are a little bit younger than me that have been pushed into a career that they never really wanted but they're doing well anyway so I might not be doing well yet but I'm happy and I'm really appreciative that they support that instead of try to direct my life for me. Right, right, absolutely. And honestly, I, I'm only a few years younger than you, but like even I agree. Like I, I feel like I'm in the same boat in the fact that I have the freedom to, you know, try out creative outputs or whatnot. While yeah, you know, I still have like my job or whatnot, and I still have that yeah. foundation foundation more than anything. But like the fact that I'm able to like creatively search for what I want to do instead of try to force myself into some career that I might regret 20 years down the line or whatnot. It, it, you can agree with this or whatnot. The fact that it, it's, it's fulfilling more than anything else. The fact that you're allowed to do that more than anything else. Yeah. And so it, completely like I, um, I have done a lot of different art things and each one of them slightly crazier than the last. And every step of the way, uh, both my parents, especially my mom, has been so supportive of it. So I definitely wouldn't be who I am today without that support. 
I mean, I would like to hope that your mom is at least especially supportive because I imagine she gets, if not free, at least a discount on her nails. So I imagine it works oh, out entirely well. Entirely free. <laughs> entirely free. So I imagine it works out well for her. Do you remember some of the, like, I know, like, I start off with just you helping out your mom more than anything else. That, was it like just simple colors or whatnot? Or like, how creative were you starting out with the nails more than anything else? Just, just red. Just red. Just red. <laughs> just, just red. That's the only color my mum wears. Just red. Okay. You know what? Fair enough. I mean, it, I think it took me like two months to sort of coax her into into something not red. <laughs> and even and that that was that was the, the the hardest battle I've ever I've, I've ever taken. So if it started off with just painting your mom's nails red, how did it for you develop into a creative? process for you more than anything else when did you want to go from just painting on red nails to let's let's get a little fancy with this it it stemmed from so when i before this was years and years ago when okay. i first started attending conventions uh, i was bit big into cosplay um and one of my biggest and and i was quite well known at the time was i cosplayed ursula so before Ooh. every convention i'd go and try and get my nails done at salons um and nobody ever wanted to do anything outside of girly sort of basic things so when i suddenly had access to make my own things i don't know i just thought i was like what can i do how far can i push this but that's how i approach everything i'm like okay so i've done the basics how far can i push this how crazy can i go and it just evolved from there just i'd learn something because i also i i love to learn mm-hmm so I was on, at the time it was Instagram, and I was like, oh, this person has done that. I wonder if I could recreate that. And I would try and recreate looks. And then from that, I started developing my own sense of, of design and just sort of went with it like that. I mean, that, I mean, it, once again, that is a good foundation more than anything else because of nothing else, like kind of seeing what was out there, seeing how little options there were out there for you in the first place and seeing the opportunities that people have created for themselves more than anything else. Like it must've been more or less like a, uh, a creative gold mine for you to realize I can go so far with this. In the UK. Um, like I, so it's been a very, very, very long time since I last, um, <clears throat> sorry, uh, went to get my own nails done. Mm-hmm. So I'm not 100% sure what things are like in salons now, but when you go part, a lot of it is basic, you know, the French tip, which is the white tips, mm-hmm. or, you know, you get the, the pinks and the girly colours. I do know in America there is a lot more on the, the crazy nail art side, which is really nice, and I'd like to sort of bring that over here a bit more. Um, <clears throat> Sorry, let me just have a quick drink. <laughs> You're perfectly fine. 
I was just going to say super quickly, you know, you're talking about like America, <clears throat> like a little bit somewhat crazier one. I know for my stepmom, I know I've seen her a couple of times for the one that she goes to get some like cool, like some cool designs here and there when it comes to her nails, what it'd be like for certain occasions. Like I've seen her do like uh, special Christmas ones or whatnot or, you know, yeah. so yeah, I, I don't remember every single design she has gotten by. I know she has showcased them a couple of times and like there, if given the opportunity, there are some people out there that can do some like cool stuff. Yes. It, it, it's. No, I've lost it. I've lost that train of thought that, that left the station without me. <laughs> I was going to yeah, say that. Like, one's yeah. gone. Don't, know, don't know what I was going to say there. <laughs> I was going to say, I imagine you were going to go back to talking about the fact that like in the UK, at least the last time you went to get nails, there weren't that as many options or it didn't seem like a much of a diversity of stuff. Yes. Now, like I said, I don't know what it is like now, and but I do know Nayla is on the up. Um, but I have always been outside the box. So whatever it is I'm doing, I've never been in the box. So the, sa the same was with Nayla. I was like, this is essentially a tiny little canvas that people can use to express themselves. So I started getting ideas of friends going, well, if you could have anything on your nails, what would you do? And they gave me, and I, you know, I, I, I made it. Okay. Okay. Like, I I've always been on the alternate side of the scene, and everything I do is is you know outside of the box. So I mean, that's if I see that's a normal thing inside the box, I'm going to go in the totally opposite direction and do something crazy. <laughs> is that more or less like the process for you whenever you decide whenever you're deciding on a set of nails? Is it just kind of one of those like. What is the process like for you? I should probably ask Blizzard like that. Like, how do you how do you go from like, huh, this would be interesting to see on some nails to finished product, gorgeous set of nails that people can pop on? Um, my <laughs> sorry, let so, me let me phrase that question. So my, is my there a process? <laughs> my 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 process for um, can I can I swear? Oh fuck yeah, go for it! I don't give a fuck. I, well, I, just, I just wanted to double check because I know I know YouTube is a totally different place to to Twitch. Um, yeah, yeah I, my I, process I, I, for doing I... for doing press on nails is fuck out, f fuck around and find out. <laughs> That's my process for doing nails: fuck around and find out. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, I now know that it doesn't. <laughs> Obviously, when it comes to doing clients, um. I do also have a version of fuck around and find out, but it's a lot smaller scale because obviously it's on somebody live and there's only so much time. Um, but obviously I will also, if a client comes to me and says, can you do this? I'll be like, Let's give it a go. So it, instead of when it comes to the clients, it's not necessarily fuck around and find out. It's more of fuck with it and see how much it fucks back. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my entire process is um, like my, my chat know this so well. I will just sort of sit here and go, I have no idea what the plan of today is, but we're going to pick up a random color and go from there. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. That's a good, I mean, it, it, this might be a nail term, you can correct me on this, but that's a good foundation for a nail more than anything else, like having that base color and then just going from there. Well, yeah, well, I mean, sometimes I don't even have a base color. <laughs> I mean, clear is an option. It, it is, and I actually really enjoyed it. So they're known as jelly tips. Okay. Because um, usually you have um, something covering where the, the natural nail bed is. Um 
but I really enjoy doing jelly tip nails because you can get really nice effects with them. Right. So I did a stained glass window effect um, on a client where at the their natural where their natural nail was it was um like a, a basic pink and then the tip was was made up of all the jelly colors and it was it, when they put it up to the light it was really really nice that sounds unfortunately, amazing unfortunately i lost those pictures oh my heart she's breaking i know <laughs> to be fair it was one of my first sets and they were shit anyway but <laughs> I mean, it's a good foundation. Once again, more than yeah, anything it's, else, it's, it's probably something that I I I would recreate when I have when I have uh, the energy for it. And I found so sometimes the tip shape as well mm-hmm. will sort of be like ah this this idea would work here because okay. my head is filled like at all times filled with so many nail art ideas that I struggle to get them all down. <laughs> so sometimes it is a case of I pick up a box of nails and I go, ah, idea 3,687, that works. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know what, fair enough. Um, I have to ask this, like, obviously, like, like you could probably establish this, it's a whole process to get uh, a nail from concept to finished product. Is there a point in the process that is the most fun for you? Is it the point of actually thinking of the idea? Is it, you know, the the getting the basic stuff down? Is it the finishing touches? What is the most fun part of the process for you? So when I'm working on a client and they're having extensions, um, I think my favorite step of that is when you put that final top coat on. Okay. Because a lot of the time when I'm working with clients – so the, you know, the acrylic or the gel, it'll go on and then you have to file it down to shape. So it, it's cloudy and you can't quite see. But then when you put that top coat on, it all becomes clear and you can finally see what the nail is going to look like. That is one of it's so satisfying <laughs> because it just it just tickles the brain just right. And it's like it's that it's that that moment where you work out if, if your design has worked or not at the very end it's that, it's that um, was it r slash oddly satisfying or whatnot yes <laughs> <laughs> so many people have come to me um since i started streaming nail art on twitch and been like i didn't know that i would be interested in watching somebody paint nails but you showed me that and i was like it is oddly satisfying isn't it <laughs> like sometimes like this probably sounds so sad but if I've had a really good stream, I'll go back and try and get clips of the funny bits. And even I, it, it's it's me painting the nails. And even I'm sat here like, I could watch this forever. Because <laughs> there is, it's just something, it, it, something oddly satisfying about watching something come together on such a tiny canvas. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. More than anything else. That's the thing that impresses me more than anything else. Seeing some of the designs you've been able to push forth and seeing some of the concepts that you've been able to really go out, whether it be on a single nail or the full set of nails, more than anything else, especially seeing the final product, I'm always blown away with what you're able to produce at the end of the day. Darling, paintbrushes. Yep. <laughs> that's, that's secret. Usually if you can paint it on a big canvas with a big paintbrush, you can paint it on a small canvas with a small paintbrush. I can't do the big things, though. <laughs> Apparently, I can only work small. I mean, you know what? Somebody has to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. 
But when it comes to press-ons, I don't think there is a favourite. Like, each set is so individual. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's adding a particular polish on top. Sometimes it's seeing the entire thing together. Sometimes it's happy accidents with the nails. You know, if I've, I put something on and suddenly go, oh, okay, that works. So press-on sets are slightly different because each set is is so individual to itself. There's always a different, oh, this is my favorite bit. I mean, you could probably correct me if I'm wrong when it comes to this, but I imagine, like, especially for every single set with how different, unique each design are or whatnot, it's like they're each like your little babies more than anything else. Like, it's really hard to pick something that you like more than anything, but you you can also look at it and it's hard for you to really hate anything about it. Like, they're all unique in their own way. Yeah, there's been quite a few sets uh, that I have done and then gone, I don't want, I don't give these away. I don't want to sell these. (laughs) Like, uh, the set I recently did for Grandpa, like, I I was so torn when I sent that off in the post to him. I was Aww. like, I don't want I don't want these to go. Because I was so proud of myself on that set. And then there was, um, I did a Koi set yes. uh, that my, my partner has. Um, they, they bought, they, they, they bullied me and bought them off me. <laughs> so they're not far, but they're no longer mine. And I, I mean, I, God. I think it was something like 12 to 15 hours i spent on that set Goodness. it's a long time that was one of the ones um, i definitely wanted to bring up more than anything else that koi set because i remember not too long ago on twitter i asked straight up like you know, show me some of like your best artwork and you submitting that koi set more than anything else oh my god i was just blown away like that straight <laughs> up like and hearing now that it's like 12 to 15 hours for you to get that done or whatnot yeah i'm not surprised with how, the amount of detail that's in it <laughs> Yes, there there was there was a lot because it was also not just a detail, but the the concept of working out which nail will have fish, which nail will be plain, which has got lily pads, because I do press ons in sets of twenty, mm-hmm. um, because then no matter you ninety percent of the time you should find ten nails that will fit. Mm-hmm. So. It's that's fantastic. It means that I don't have to. So, say if somebody wants to buy a set of nails from me, I don't have to send out a sizing kit and then have them send that back, and then me do the nails and then it go out to them. And then if if they've done the sizing wrong, the nails don't fit. If I do all of the sizes in a set, the client will find something that fits. The downside of that is I can't look at a set and go right. This is how it's going to run across all all ten nails because I can't guarantee if a client is going to have three fingers at a size five or they're going to have a size five, six, seven. So that, that if I do a full, when I do a full set, that that is different on each nail. I do have to think about, right. So if it turns out to be like this, is it too much? Does it match on the other side? Is it too little? So that set was a lot of, like in the moment planning for what's going to be where and how much is going to be on is it too much is it too little so there was a lot of sitting and staring at that and going right okay i've imagined all of the possibilities now i can work on this one nail (laughs) but it did take a long time that was one of my longest sets 
you know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not saying that I expected Dales to be just like easy breezy. Like you can do that thing in like 30 minutes and you're good. But I'd never realized just how much can go into nails, especially the kind of nails that you create more than anything else. Yeah, basic nails like I can do in 20 minutes. Yeah. But more detailed ones, yeah, they they can take easily into into double double figure hours. Yeah, you know what? Again, completely understandable, especially like I said, the koi fish one more than anything else. I can easily see how that took as long as it did because every yeah. little every little detail on that one was absolutely worth it if I do say so myself. Like, oh, and, thank you very and, much. and this is coming from someone that, again, doesn't necessarily have like amazing, you know, nail, you know, care or anything <laughs> like that. But I, I have to ask, obviously, like, you know, we talked about, you know, that one. Is there any sets of nails that you take a lot of pride in personally? Like, I know you said that each one's unique and you love each individual one. But is there like at least like a top three or a top five, like favorite nail sets that you have done? moment in time because obviously it changes when i add a new set mm. um what well, obviously one of my favorites is the the slime set that i did for grandpa yes. um the red tentacle nails that i've recently done i am very much struggling with the thought of letting them go <laughs> fair understandable um oh I'm trying to think a third one. Hold on, let, let me get let me get my board and I'll just yeah. have a quick look. <laughs> so I did do a um like a Halloween y set yes. recently that was a basic black tip French, but then has blood dripping from the cuticles and it yes. freaks everybody out and I just <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> like again, that's a set. It's not a shape that I usually wear. It's not a, a set that I would I would have for myself as it currently is, but I am sat here going, I need to make myself a set of yes. these. I was going to say like, honestly, it like when I was looking through your stuff to prepare for this interview, what I, that was one of the ones that like grabbed my attention on top of the, the, the Koi one, the Halloween, just any of the Halloween ones that you did more than anything else. I could have had you on for Halloween, like, because the, some of the nails you did for that one, <laughs> you did a wonderful job with those. I especially loved, it was only a single nail that I saw or that you at least showcased mm -hmm. or whatnot, but it's like, it was the single nail. And then you had like purple and green tentacles to go along with it. Like adding a new, like third dimension oh. to that nail more than anything else. I love that. So that one. That is a very, very, very special display set for uh, Bucky Bucky Pixel Art. Mm -hmm. uh, we we did a a collaboration stream where they joined me, and, and while I was working on their nails, um, they they helped me entertain chat. They're not finished yet. That's right. why only one nail has been shown. And um, we do have plans to do another, a few more collaborative streams to get them finished. But yeah, those, those are. I'm I'm quite proud of those tentacles, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun to hang out. I think that f that first stream we were there for eight hours, Goodness. and I got one nail finished. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know what? The nail is stunning, if I do say so. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, we, we we're having a lot of fun with that set. I'm I'm helping them um, design it for their model. There you go. Yeah, so you know, that it's makes sense. actually it's going to be something that they they implement in their model in the future when we get them finished. Oh, that's incredible. That's wonderful. That's perfect. More than anything else, like especially seeing like you know. 
again, like, because, like, the, the 3D element, I guess, more than anything else, of having, like, the nail, the, having the, the, the tentacle itself, like, basically, like, coming out of the nail or whatnot, like, that's, that's just cool more than anything else. It's incredible to see how many layers you can go with this more than anything else. It can get a bit crazy, Nayla. A lot of people don't realize how crazy you can get with this, especially with display sets. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I I did a circus set. So, I did a competition, um, and the theme was insects, and I created a functioning flea circus oh, wow. with two very large fleas <laughs> um, that wobbled, so it looked like they were jumping on on a set of nails. Um, and I actually won the the regionals. Hell yeah! Um, unfortunately, I was given the wrong instructions for the nationals, so I didn't win the nationals. No. But I, 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 my first ever nail art competition, and I won the regionals for the for the northwest. That's incredible. I didn't. Also, I didn't realize there was actually nail competitions. Too, oh god! But... Oh god! Yeah, there's na- <laughs> there's there's ma- beauty competitions are massive. Okay. Like it it's it's so the one that I went to it was a full three day event because you have hair and beauty, makeup, SFX makeup, nail art, nail application. Um, there was just hair. There was specific. I don't know hair, but there was like specific categories of hair it's, it's like a full three days it, mm-hmm. it's mental like i didn't know until until my tutor turned around and said right i'm entering you all into this live competition and we all went this, this competition <laughs> but yeah there's there's uh, there's there's a a nail magazine that runs monthly competitions as well so it's it's a big it's a big thing yeah like people get get awards and 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 medals and trophies and things for it there's a whole side of the beauty world that a lot of people just don't know. Uh, and I'll put my hands up and say, I had no idea about it. You know, <laughs> I only had the stereotypical view until I became, I, I'm, I'm solidly in that beauty profession now. And it's, it's like the back door has been opened and I've been, I've been let into the, into the, the into the rest of the world. Yeah, and now you don't want to ever leave that door, huh? <laughs> I don't think I ever will. I think I'm quite solidly set where I'm supposed to be. There you go. There you go. I mean, especially with the nails that, again, you have been able to produce more than anything else. Like, thinking, like, just on this little aspect of your journey alone, like, ever since you really decided to go all in when it comes to nails and stuff like that, are you amazed more or less how far you've been able to come in a relatively short amount of time? Yes. Um, so I, I th- this is my third year. I've done my two years, forget to get all my qualifications. I'm now partway through my third year since. Qu- so I've only really been qualified as a nail technician for a year and a half. Okay. And sometimes I look back on where I started and I was like, who am I? How did I get here? <laughs> Because it is a relatively short time when, when when I think about it, and I'm like, this this is definitely where I was supposed to be. Only took me thirty years to find it. Eh, better late than never, right? <laughs> Very true, but I mean that that's me in a nutshell. Better late than never. <laughs> Well, you know what? That's very fair, very valid. Jesus Christ, take a shot every time I say that throughout this interview. <laughs> uh, but, you know, another aspect to what you've been doing is not just the, again, gorgeous nails you've been able to absolutely produce, <laughs> but, you know, you, you talked about it here and there, but, you know, the 
probably the best way for you to showcase some of these nails or whatnot is with your Twitch streams and such. Mm. What got you interested in just streaming in general in the first place? Like, how did you get introduced to that world? So my partner started streaming first. Okay. Um, the Vexicon. I will ask him to spell later. Um, they wanted to stream their digital art and their crochet. Okay. Because they also trade at conventions. That's how we met. We met at a convention. Oh. Um, and their first couple of streams didn't go quite well because uh, they weren't used to the silence, mm. and they were having trouble sort of bouncing back and forth with chat so i offered to join their stream as sort of the voice i was officially known as the voice of the void oh <laughs> um so for a couple of months i joined them um and then i started doing things in the background so i started doing digital art because i was i was in my first year of college at the time and i was trying to find my branding right so they were like well i'll show what you're doing as well so I, I had a little corner of their, of their stream that people could see what I was doing. And then when I started practicing nail art, I showed that on their stream. And then the community we had built, and a couple of my friends, I said, again, bullied me, <laughs> bullied me into starting up my own channel. So I did. What? Sorry, and... I forgot to ask, what do you mean by bully you into it? Just kind of one of those, come on, you got to do it. You totally got to do this. You should really do this. Yeah, like... I, 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 I sort of go, eh, I mean, I know maybe this could be an idea. And then I basically get kicked up the arse into doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and then I sort of look back and go, this was never in the plan. But I mean, I'm happy I'm here. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> Again, like becoming a VTuber, I had no idea what they were until I was, I think I was two months into it. <laughs> And someone was like, oh, you're a really cool VTuber. I've never seen this before. And I was like, what's a VTuber? <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's also leads to another good question I wanted to ask. Like, what exactly interests you in, I, you you could say, VTubing or I guess like having the, the avatar more or less resent, represent you in the first place. What inspired you to include that as part of your streams whenever you decided to start streaming? I don't like being on camera. Fair enough. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> As most VTubers are, don't like being in front of the camera. Um, and I was happy with my streams mm -hmm. as they were. But it did feel like something was missing. So at the time, I was surrounded by face cam streamers. Like, right. You know, a lot of the, the people I knew on Twitch, they were all... So when I looked at mine and then looked at theirs, it just, it just felt like something was missing. And it was through an artist friend. Um, they posted a video on TikTok of how to set up a PNG, a reactive PNG. And I was like, oh, that's a really cool idea. Okay. So I contacted them and I was like, could you do one for me? And they were like, yeah, what do you want? And at the time, uh, the only idea I had was, so I call it my consona, which is basically my convention personality. Right which is a cosplay I created for when I traded at conventions. So my style was a bit of an event. It wasn't just a training style. It was a bit of an event because I would play this character. Well, I'd say play this character. It was basically me. <laughs> like there's, there's no sort of, there's no smoke and mirrors with me. I can't, I've not got the energy to be somebody else, but it, it added a little bit of fun to the style. So I was like, oh, okay, I, I, I just, just, just draw this cosplay. And 
that was how I became a VTuber. They did me a little tiny cute PNG that I still got. Um, and it's just sort of evolved from there. It's It started off as this tiny little basic set up and, and now I, I feel like I'm solidly on my way to becoming relatively successful on Twitch. I mean... Like, obviously, yeah. I'm not... I'm not all there, but I, I think I do well. I mean, considering the fact that the community you've already been develop, developing on Twitch and the connections that you've been able to develop so far, I think it's a growing success, if nothing else. It's certainly growing more than anything else. Yeah, and, and I, like I said before, the number of people that have come forward and gone, I never expected to enjoy this content, <laughs> but I love it. And I'm like, I'm I'm so glad that I could open people's eyes past the stereotypes of the beauty industry okay yeah no again that's that's it's incredible to hear more than anything else that like you're growing that audience that people are realizing that this is an opportunity this is a possibility more than anything else um and i especially love that uh, once again you're doing it as a vtuber more than anything else because i'm sure you could probably tell from the number of guests i've had on the podcast before i i have a, a certain affinity for vtubers and i love the the styles they've been able to present and the personalities they're able to present as well as the models themselves now you said that it started off with a png of a uh cosplay that you did whenever you went to conventions is that mm -hmm. basically what you are right now or was it something different yes. than eventually? okay it no is no it's exactly the same not changed so basically it started off i made frank uh, on a whim hat yes the hat the, the top hat i had no idea my community named him freaky frank <laughs> um so i made him and then again didn't want to let him go so i was like i need to find a reason to keep him and i built a cosplay around it that i started using at the conventions and then that has become my vtuber and i still cosplay it uh, at conventions to this day so the current model I've got, that was the most updated version of the costume because every time I put it on, I go, hmm, this could change. This could be made better. So every time I do a convention, I have to come back to my artist and go, could, could, could you draw me another model, please? <laughs> <laughs> I, made, I made some slight changes that are significant. I mean, shout out to your artist for yeah, running so, a good model uh, in the first me, place. Yeah, Moonbase um, does the majority of my art now. My my mama, my mama Moon, <laughs> and absolutely blows it out of the park every single time. Like, I, they send back, and I'm just like, how did you get this from my awkward ramblings? <laughs> hey, you know what? I, it always amazes me how artists are able to more or less interpret interpret random ramblings more than anything else i think they do a great job going from you know i want this and add this get this little thing like you know what i'm talking about this little thing right here into bam yeah. <laughs> it probably helps that i have irl pictures um yeah, of yeah. me in the costume and just go make make 2d please <laughs> <laughs> make me make me look good for twitch please I mean, I mean, if you're ever if you're ever lazy more than anything else, you could just have two. You just take two photos of yourself, one with mouth closed and one with mouth open, and there's your PNG right there. You know, you know what? I have been very tempted to do that. In the past. <laughs> I was sort of like, you know, the, the, the I think it's the Canadians on South Park. I was sort of like, I yes. don't want to do that one day just for shits and giggles. I'm sort of like, that could be my Halloween PNG there you go. one year. <laughs> No, 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 no. If you're going to do that, especially if it's supposed to represent the Canadians, do it on Canada Day. 
But it has crossed my mind, don't worry. It has crossed my mind, and, and I have no self-control, so it'll probably happen one day. There you go, someday. But for now, we have this incredible model with wonderful eyes, all seven of them. Uh, <laughs> but there's more around the back. <laughs> oh, okay, fine, 20 of them all together, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> no. What was exactly the inspiration behind, like, the demon aspect of it in the first place? Like, is that just something that was a hyperfixation or whatnot? Or what, why did you want to bring that to your cosplay and your person? I wanted hooves. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I was, basically, <laughs> I was like, I wanted hooves. Somebody asked me what I was, and I was like, a demon? There you go. Because, <laughs> I don't know, it just felt like... Like I am chaos. I am I am chaotic. You can ask anybody in my community. I will intentionally cause chaos where I can. Um so I don't know, it just it just felt right to sort of sit under that, that demon umbrella because it also meant that I still had freedom to change things. Yes. And nothing had to make sense. Nothing had to make <laughs> nothing had to make sense. You're a demon. That makes it make sense, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> If if I suddenly want to develop shape shifting powers and become something else, I can do that. Yeah, absolutely. You want to become a worm for a stream? Fuck it. Here's you. You're a worm for the stream. Why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm sure if we get Captain and Sandy to do the art for that one, I'm sure they'd be more than happy to get the PNGs going because they've done way too many like worm art <laughs> PNGs that I can tell. I love them, but I'm always amazed with how quickly they're able to do that kind of stuff. Captain can can churn out art in seconds. I swear. Yeah. Like the the stream they did to raise money for moving house. Um, I I, I donated for a sketch, and I'm like, what do you want? What do you want? We don't. I was like, no, um, this, and it was like done. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't even see you draw it. You did it that quick. <laughs> I looked away for a second to take a drink. I looked back up. The art was done. <laughs> like, they are incredibly yeah. talented. Oh, yeah. No. I, 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 I'm such I'm, a sweetheart. I mean, I've had them on the podcast before. I still talk with them all the time. Like, you know, not all the time. But I still talk with them a good yeah. deal. Like, yeah. No, trust me. I... I I've seen it before. I know. I understand, and I am still blown away by it, no matter what. <laughs> but you know, thinking back to you know, how long ago did you start streaming? I forgot to ask that part of it. Was that around the time that like you know you locked down or whatnot as well, or is that like a more recent development? Yeah, I think it started around lockdown. I don't know. Okay. Um, I do know that I have been affiliate for seventeen months. If that okay. helps. That does help. That does help. Like, I only know idea. that because I, I only know that because one of my mods um, is currently on a seventeen-month streak. So I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that was when I got affiliate. Um, I I was fortunate enough to be in a community. Um, so one of one of my biggest inspirations for becoming a, a standalone streamer was a drag queen called Heather Fetish. Okay. Um, they're they're a good friend of mine. I love them dearly. Um, and they they were a face cam streamer. Excuse me. Often in in full like full drag. And they always look stunning. And they just there was something about being in their community that really made me want to be more of a part of it and they pushed me they i guess again they so they pushed me into 
into starting a streaming channel and I was fortunate enough that their community I'm still good friends with quite a lot of them and they absolutely took it as as a speed run challenge to get me (laughs) from start to affiliate as soon as possible I think it took me less than a month probably to become affiliate because they they, they just went yeah challenge accepted we're speed running this shit (laughs) and I I, I was not prepared. I will not lie. I was not prepared. I had affiliate before I even like before I knew what kind of emotes I wanted. Before I had a solid overlay, like it, it was wild. <laughs> but it has been on my own. Definitely seventeen months. Probably nineteen months. I'm not entirely sure. Okay. I mean, honestly, you know that. that... It's amazing. The uh, it goes back to the whole entire community aspect of it, or not go back, but it's incredible. Kind of the community you've been able to develop, both you know, just with art in general, but also when it comes to streaming. Like, does it amaze you more or less? Like the the community you have been able to develop on this long art journey as a whole. Definitely, definitely. My community is is so so wonderful. Like I could not ask for better. Like I, I am still so shocked that, like I, I am so niche. My content is so incredibly niche, especially on Twitter, at uh, Twitter, Twitch, <laughs> because it's not something that you really see. And yet, I have so many people that have become good friends now that turn up to nearly every stream, even if it's just a pop in and say hello. What are you doing? And it blows me away every single stream. Like, it it genuinely... I never thought I would be anywhere near to where I am. Like, January, the 1st of January, I set myself a really, like, stupid, playful little, haha, maybe I'll get there in three years or so. I wanted to hit 500 followers on Twitch and 500 followers on Twitter. My community has blown the Twitter one out of out of the water and then some. <laughs> and I'm I'm 40 away from 500 on, on Twitch. And I'm sat here going, how? How on earth? Did somebody like me with incredibly niche content in an area of of the world that stereotypically only certain people should be interested in? And yet I've got people from all walks of life coming to my streams to come and say hello, to watch, to ask what I'm doing, to get involved. It's just, it's mind boggling. Yeah. And I love it absolutely love it like i love streaming so much and i really do wish that i could do it more often but chronic fatigue very much gets in the way right right that was that was something that if it's okay with you i did want to talk about just a a a little bit because i imagine like more than anything else like you know on top of all this cool stuff like you're able to do all this and yet you deal with you know certain issues and certain uh disabilities or whatnot like how much does your, I guess, disabilities or whatnot, how much does that affect the your art and just your community aspect as a whole? Like, how much does it affect that stuff? A lot. Like, I... A, a lot. Like, every, every decision I make um, stems back to 
like it, it, it doesn't stem back to my disability, but my disability does have a big factor in what decisions I make. So, for example, I'm limited to what I can do because so part of it is chronic pain, which brings about chronic fatigue. So, for example, a weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, especially on a Friday, because that's my first day of work in the week, I'm I'm passed out from getting home from work to usually it's about midnight. I wake up for a little bit, I have something to eat, I go back to bed. Saturday, like, like you know, I've had to arrange this to be quite late in the evening because I have to have a sleep. If I don't have a sleep after work, I am d- unresponsive. Understandable, yeah. It, 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 like, if, so, for example, Misty and I went to a Pokemon event on Wednesday night and I essentially had to plan my week to do nothing all day Wednesday, nothing all day Thursday, because I knew I was go- I needed to save the energy to go out, and then I needed to have the day to do nothing to recover. And I'm still tired from going out on Wednesday night. <laughs> and all we did was walk around for an hour. Right. So it, it, it does have massive um, impact on my life. But it's the cards I've been dealt, so... I learned to, to work with it. Right, right. And if I do say so myself, like the way you've been able to deal those cards on your own, on your end, you know, with the, the art you've been able to produce, the streaming, when you are able to do it or whatnot, putting as much love and energy into it, that's one of the things I love and admire about you and what you're able to do. Oh, despite you. d- despite yeah. everything, you're still able to push out yourself and still be creatively and authentically you at the end of the day. Thank you. I mean, I I did my my little bit of mourning for when I first got ill, but then I was sort of like, well, I can't just sit on my ass and do nothing. Mm-hmm. So you know, I just I I, I wish I, could, I wish I could say I got up and and went, but the getting up part's a difficult <laughs> bit. But I I made the most of what I could do, you know, and and if that gives strength to a few other people, then you know it's it's i hope it does because i've met quite a few people with my condition as well and we all we all get strength from each other because you know we all push so no there you go i mean again the way you've been able to push what energy you do have into these different ventures and whatnot it's absolutely amazing and i I truly do appreciate that, like especially again with the art that you've been able to produce. I absolutely love it, and the streaming. Like you just look like at the end of the day, you're just having a fun time with your streams, whether it's just with yourself yeah. dealing with the nails or like the people you bring on in the fun conversations or whatnot. Going back to the streaming, can you think of so, to help brighten the mood a little bit? When you thinking <laughs> when you're thinking back on your streams, is there a particular moment or a particular stream that? It could be your favorite, or you just look back on it. You can showcase it to anyone that's curious what you had to present to them and be like, if you're going to come to a Deviant Nail stream, this is what you need to expect. I mean, there's a, there's an element of chaos in every single one of my streams, um, no matter what I'm doing. So I do, the majority of them are nail art. I do do a few digital art ones, and I do uh, occasionally. I have this year steps into into gaming streams um but i don't think there's a particular one like the one i did recently with uh bucky bucky pixel art that was that was a lot of fun there was a lot of strange clips that came out (laughs) 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 i do know um usually if somebody's like oh you know what are your streams about i so i have a raid 
raid video done by by grandpa yep. and i'm just sort of like that's what i show now i'm like this this is who i am i am chaos i am crazy <laughs> no stream is the same so i don't really particularly have a favorite stream because every stream i get to spend with my community is my favorite well, there you as go. sappy and sad as that sounds <laughs> You know, it it everyone is it, every single one is my favorite because I get to spend time doing what I love with the community that I love, and we all just vibe together. Well, there you go, wonderful. By the way, I just want to say that that Boki Boki, you know, Pixar art stream or whatnot, or Baki, however you pronounce the name, I apologize. I agree. Oh, don't worry, I say it totally wrong apparently, but <laughs> I refuse to say it any other way. Long and short of it. I saw a couple of clips and I saw a little bit of that stream as well. Yeah, you're right. There was definitely, it, it was, it was the, the, the chemistry you two had together was just fun for that one. And, um, and, uh, Boki or Baki, however you pronounce your name, just want to let you know, you have an open invitation for the podcast. Sincerely, the Pixar you do is absolutely stunning. Get on here. That's all I'm saying. I'll uh, have to let them know. I'll bully, I'll bully them into it. Don't worry. I'll bully them into it. They've bullied me enough. <laughs> Well, no, I do love them dearly. Oh, absolutely. Um, so thinking, uh, kind of piggybacking off of that last little point, though, yeah, like yeah. when it comes to your community or whatnot, and like just thinking about all the stuff you've been able to develop with streaming, all the stuff you've been able to develop with the the nail art, all the stuff you've been able to develop with the art you even developed beforehand. Like just thinking of your art journey as a whole since you've really gone in on this stuff. I may have asked this already, but does it really amaze you how far you've been able to come along with just all of it? Yeah, 100%. Like, I never expected to be where I am. And I'm only where I am because of my community, because of my friends pushing me to keep going. Like, there was a point last year that I genuinely felt like giving up on it all. Um, But thankfully, uh, Miss Antics really rallied me to keep going. And then absolutely blew me away um when i graduated my second year with a huge sort of like party um had me <laughs> legitimately ugly crying on the stream Aww. like it was just so i definitely wouldn't be where i am without my community and i still look back at who i was at the beginning of lockdown and be like i would not recognize myself now like I, I spent. I've been in hospitality. I've had the same job, doing the same thing for ten years, and I thought that was. I thought that was it. That was where I was gonna stay, until I was old and grey and six feet under. But I have been pushed to take the opportunity for what it was, and hopefully, in twelve months' time, maybe less. Excuse me. I will have my own business. I'll have my own shop, I'll have my own salon and I'll be on a career path for the first time in my life. Well, there you go. And it's just wild. <laughs> That's just wild to me because after, you know, spending so long not being able to get anywhere, suddenly I'm I'm on the verge of being a business owner. Like a legitimate fully paperworked and everything business owner and that is 
terrifying <laughs> and exciting at the same time. Like, I'm going to have staff. Yeah. I'm going to have staff. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay. I definitely wouldn't have recognized myself three years ago. <laughs> but it's all for the better at the end of the day. Hopefully, by else. <laughs> ho- hopefully it's all going to go well. I have my fingers crossed that Knock everything <laughs> will go well. And all of this blood, sweat and tears will amount to something in the long run. It's going to be it's definitely going to be an uphill struggle. Right. It's definitely going to be a lot of hard work. Like I'm not expecting to walk into owning a business and being, you know, amazing at everything. But hopefully, you know, five years down the line, I'll be at a point where I can say this this has been successful. Honestly, seeing how far you've been able to come so far, if you seeing how passionate you are about this or whatnot. It might be a struggle, but I still see you succeeding more than anything else. That's just me personally. Hope so. Thank you. I hope so. I, I, I'm taking it day by day. Right. Right. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we've we've been talking a lot about like the art you have been able to produce in the community, been able to develop, and all these different aspects of it. But if I may, for this next question, if I may, I want to of give course. you more or less the dream scenario. Let's say I am Big Shot Mr. Moneybags, which I'm sure you've seen mm-hmm. before. I get to come to you and I'm like, look, Debbie, we know you can produce some incredible art. We've seen the art you've been able to produce. And you know, it's it's not within our usual portfolio, but we want to expand to include some incredible new kinds of art. And we think you're the per you we think you are the perfect person to do that. We have access to anyone and everyone in whatever art industry possible. And more money than there should be possible. We should probably be buying Twitter and getting away from Elon Musk. But we'll focus on that later. Right now, we are focusing on you and you alone. Don't focus on it now. (laughs) Focus on it now. Well, give us like five five minutes. Then we'll focus on it. Okay, I promise. Um, (laughs) If given this opportunity, what would be the Dream Deviant Nails project? I, salon. <laughs> I'm a not salon. gonna lie. Yep. <laughs> I'd I'd love to be in a prime location. Um, I'd love to be the type of salon that. So my favorite part, unsurprisingly, is the nail art. I do enjoy putting, you know, doing the extensions and doing all that. But right. my favorite part is the nail art and helping people express themselves in this tiny little way that catches the eye and you know sometimes people use nails as a talking point i would love to be that person that had the level of success that i could just do nail art like i'd i'd love to be able to have a little twitch set up in my salon (laughs) so if i had a willing client we could do that live and i could still keep the streaming thing going i'd love to have a nice balance between being a businesswoman and being a Twitch streamer. Right. Like, so my, my dreams aren't all that big. <laughs> I won't lie. And I'm kind of on the way to getting there. Yeah. Um, I mean, no, no one said you had to go like over the moon and across the galaxy oh, know, and have all your that. dreams or whatnot. This is your dream. Whatever makes you happy at the end of the day, we want to make that reality. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to. Ha- I'd like to be in a prime location. I'd like to have a nice 
layout of the salon i'd like to i think i'd like it to be more of a boutique okay because i like the idea of selling like little so i am in in the talks of setting up a merch store there we go i am in 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 the the talks with a company called mana merch to produce merchandise um and i know that on twitch i have meshed the beauty industry with the streaming but if i could mesh that out in the real world in the salon as well that would that would be the dream to because sometimes i have to look at it as two separate entities but if i if i could continue to keep it as as one integrated thing that that would be like that would be be the cream on the cake well there you go there we go i mean if nothing else like you know something like that I would absolutely love to see that, and I think it would be perfectly. It, 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 not only would I think it'd be wonderful, I think it's perfectly possible. If I do say so myself, I think the, the potential is there. You've already done a good job, uh, like I said, meshing like worlds that don't normally, like you know, you normally wouldn't see together with the beauty and and Twitch or whatnot. But like just developing that into a good central location or whatnot, I think it's perfectly possible. Yeah, if if I if I could have a corner of the salon to to do to continue doing nails because i would love to do more acrylic streams mm-hmm. it's just i don't have the space or the setup to do that so if i could have that set up in the salon to do it properly that would be great i i would love that because i i love streaming and i don't want to leave it behind so if i can right. keep it integrated into what i'm doing that would be amazing right absolutely absolutely but sadly we gotta get down from the dream scenario we gotta get back to reality <laughs> and i'll ask the ever so generic question yes where do you hope to see yourself say five to ten years from now doing relatively well uh, as a business owner a and start. continuing to do relatively well on Twitch. Not very specific, I know, but <laughs> I mean, no one said. I was like, no, no one said you had to No one said you had to pinpoint every little individual thing. Yeah, that no, happened. I, I get that. I, I would definitely like to have my own salon, a hundred percent. Um, and I'd still like to be on Twitch. Well, there you go. I'd, I mean, I'd I'd like to bring I'd like to break the stereotypical walls that are built around the beauty industry, and show more people that it can be a lot of fun and be a lot of you know it's for it, it's for everyone. Exactly. So I think relatively where I am now is where I'd still like to be. I'm I'm quite comfortable in my little corner. The only <laughs> difference is I would like to have the nails as my full-time career as well well there you go one i mean it's a good thing to strive for in just you know five ten years or whatnot i mean for goodness sakes look look five years ago where you were compared to where you are right now i i I think looking forward and having more or less the same of what you got right now a lot better than the past or a lot more interesting than the past five years oh I don't like I don't like looking back past COVID. No, I don't want to look look at, at life pre COVID because it was miserable. Yep, yep. There we go. <laughs> A lot of people say COVID ruined things, but lockdown helped me immensely. <laughs> I had I was one of the fortunate ones that had the silver lining. Right, right. 
Understandable. Um, understandable. Understandable. As we start to wind down the interview, I just have mm-hmm. one last question I want to ask. Obviously, yes. you are deeply entrenched in art in one aspect for another. You have been since, like you said, since you came out of the womb. You've been a part of yep. art. How important is art, not just for you, but for the world as a whole? Incredibly important. Incredibly important. Like You, you, you cannot put a value on how important art all art forms is to the human race. Like it, it's. I know you get all these people going, "Oh, art's not a career path." Me, 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 me. But like, look around you. What, what? We wouldn't have a life would not be the way it is without without art forms. Like, it would not. Fair enough. A lot of it is for pleasure and recreational, but. Life would be miserable without color. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's very simple. But you know what? It gets the point across, and that's a perfect way to word it, if I do say so myself. Yeah. That is all the questions I have for you, Debbie. I've already showered you with a whole bunch of praise, but I'm gonna shower you with a little <laughs> bit more because it's my podcast. I do what the fuck I want. Um, <laughs> look. Debbie, like I said, ever since I first seen you showing support for the podcast, getting to really indulge myself in some of the art that you've done, it is amazed me more or less what you've been able to do more than anything else. Because, like, just again, from someone on the outside, when it comes to just nail art in general or whatnot, I I recognize it, but seeing what you've been able to produce on these little canvases or whatnot absolutely blown me away like i cannot get enough of the art you've been able to produce and i am excited for every new set that you come out with more than anything else just to see what weird messed up idea you're gonna be putting out there to the world next <laughs> i it always fascinates me Getting- oh don't worry i've i've got some crazy things coming i i actually put a tweet out today um <laughs> saying drop me some emojis Oh. And I will make a nail art design based on them, and that is going to be tomorrow's stream. And I have not looked at any of them yet, but I know the the kind of mayhem and chaos my community strive for, so I can only imagine <laughs> the combinations uh, I've got. I'll be, so, sure, I'll be sure to drop a couple of emojis as well, see what I can get them <laughs> I'm I'm betting there's some absolutely wild and random combinations and it's gonna be so much fun to try and I don't know, like <laughs> it's gonna be like herding cats, I think. <laughs> herding cats. Oh my goodness. But back to what I was saying, like getting the chance to sit down and talk to you, get to truly get to know you better, get to really like poke at your brain a little bit and look under <laughs> look under frank for half a second and, the three current brain cells that are still working <laughs> but but seeing the amount of love and passion those three brain cells are able to exert more than anything else seeing how much you've invested in this and how far you want to go with this like if i wasn't already rooting for you before i'm gonna be like the cheerleader <laughs> with like 20 different pom-poms like just going like let's go debbie like i want to see how far you can go with this because you have some incredible you stuff so and i i only know it's only a matter of time before the right people get to see what you're able to do and want more 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 and more because you absolutely deserve it with what you've been able to do so the long and the short of it is thank you for what you do i appreciate it and keep up the awesome work oh thank you so much i really appreciate that 
I'm just being 100% honest. That, that's what I try to do at the end of the day. So. <laughs> so I think I think more than anything, the fact that I've been able, like you said yourself, you're not a nail person. You're not really into the beauty side. But the fact that I can help people who aren't appreciate that it is an art form. Yeah. I, I like to change people's minds. I never knew that I would be this passionate about it. And knowing that I have helped a few people sort of break past that stereotypical view and appreciate it as well, like it, it means a lot to me. I know a few people now that paint their own nails. They don't do anything fancy or special, but they know they feel that they can. And that means the world to me. There you go. There you go. Now, if you, um, want, if you want to potentially convince some more people that, you know, the, of the incredible <laughs> artwork they are able to produce and that nails can be, in fact, an art form, which, I mean, you're on this podcast. I try to say that anything can be an art form <laughs> if people can describe it enough. But back to my original point, if you want to convince more people or if you just want people to see just the incredible stuff you've been able to produce, go ahead and plug yourself for the people at home. And I'm not very good at this, so bear with me. <laughs> I'm um... bearing. <laughs> But I, I, so I stream on Twitch, which is at deviant underscore nails underscore, uh, usually every Sunday night uh, from about 8 p.m. at GMT. Uh, I also have a Twitter, which is the same handle at deviant, at deviant underscore nails underscore. Um, I post a lot of my working pro- progress pics and uh, finished sets on there. I am looking into the potential of setting up a Kofi to sell my physical sets because the mm. convention that I trade at is is the last apparently is going to be the last one next year. So I may have an online store coming very soon. Mm. I don't know. I'm I'm looking into how it would work. Um but yeah, that that's about it. I'm I'm shockingly bad at trying to promote myself. I was going to say, don't worry if there's any links that you missed. I'll be sure to have them in the description below. So I got you covered. Well, I only I only really have Twitch and Twitter. That's more I than used enough. To have an, yeah, I used to have an Instagram, but it was just toxic. And I, 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 my, I, if you do follow my Twitter, please like understand that it's not just nail art stuff. I also ramble shit all of the time. <laughs> If I have a thought that pops into my head, it usually ends up on Twitter, and it's usually just bullshit. So if you want random ramblings with occasional pretty pictures of nails, I am your gal. So basically what you're saying is it, you're just using Twitter like Twitter was intended. Just whatever random stuff pops yeah. in my head. <laughs> if, if only Elon would understand that. Oh, don't, don't. <laughs> We could have another like three hour discussion about oh, that. Oh no, I know we could. <laughs> Do you have any final words before we sign off? Um, thank you very much for having me. I've had an absolute wonderful time. Um I I hope this was everything you wanted and, and, and more. I hope I did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You didn't do a good job. You did a wonderful job. (laughs) Thank you, darling. I've been nervous the entire time. (laughs) I know I have rambled. (laughs) Did I not say at the beginning that I encourage rambling more than anything else? Is that podcast rambling is encouraged? You did perfect. You did exactly what I was hoping for and then some. You're fine. Take a deep Um, breath. (laughs) 
me let me ask this did you have fun i had so much fun it was an absolute joy to talk to you and i can't wait to see how far the podcast can go i can't wait to see who you have on next and it's it's i hope you continue to have fun with it I mean, I've been having so much fun so far, and you're certainly included in that fun more than anything else. I don't see why it's going to stop anytime soon. So, Fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, thank you very much for having me. I've had a wonderful time. Well, thank you once again for your time being here, and I appreciate the conversation. And to everyone else at home, all I have left to say is, hasta the way, Mimi goes. Bye. Thank you so much for sticking around to the end of the podcast. If this is your first time listening, I sincerely do appreciate you sticking around to this point. Like I said at the uh, the top of the podcast, uh, Debbie was someone that I had been noticing showing love and support with the podcast. And I said it before and I said it again. I knew it was only a matter of time before I had her on. Uh, what was unique about having her on the podcast more than anything else was the fact that like, for me, I never really considered, like, nails art, which is ignorant of me. Well, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't consider it art, but I never, like, how should I word this? I never took it as seriously as art as possible. Like, I thought it was more just, like, something that, like, was a choice. Like, seeing what Debbie does with her nail art and seeing the potential that is there... Gives me a greater love and appreciation that I knew Debbie was the perfect one to illustrate that point. So, Debbie, if you're listening to this point, thank you. I really do appreciate you being on here. It was so much fun to, to get to talk to you. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry once again for, you know, the, the, the past two weeks not providing a new episode. Uh, I think I've illustrated since sometimes, but... Work has been dragging me through the dirt. <laughs> They've had me work essentially like 11-hour days, five days a week. Just just really grinding me down. And so trying to do that as well as like maintaining the podcast, you know, trying to set up interviews, trying to find the energy to do certain things or whatnot, it, it, it became a bit of a... That's why I just need a couple of weeks off to just sit back and catch my breath. But you know what? I'm back. I've got some good interviews planned. I got some good interviews stored up. And I am excited for you guys to listen to what's next. Um, I want to share super quickly before I end this week's podcast. You know, Spotify... Does their whole entire like rap thing around this time, you know, how the the previous year had been, how, you know, what you listen to, stuff like that. And so they have one, because I use Anchor for this podcast, to distribute it. And I decided to look at the, the rap for the audio, obviously. Now, audio is different than 
YouTube. If you look at the YouTube, you can see that like there's more views, there's more subscribers or whatnot. But the stats that Spotify gave me like blew my mind. Apparently, this podcast is in the top 15% when it comes to most shared and most followers. Um, the amount of content that I pushed out this year was 99% more than any other uh, podcast in the arts category. Like, the fact that we've got so many people so many different places, the amount of views that we have, the amount of listens that have developed, the amount of uh, followers we've developed in, like, the past year or whatnot, like, I'm not going to lie, I have neglected the audio aspect of the podcast. Because, you know, I saw, like, a good bit of success with YouTube, and to be blunt, Anchor isn't paying me anything. Like, if I'm getting any money, it's going to be through YouTube, and even then, with the uh, viewership that I've had there, it's garbage. <laughs> like, I probably won't get paid until next year with how garbage the CPMs are and stuff. But... You know, seeing all those numbers and seeing, like, percentiles or whatnot, those are numbers that I needed to see to know that there is an audience one way or another. And I, I, I'm always forgetful of that because, you know, for me at the end of the day, like, selfishly, this podcast is for me first and foremost. First and foremost. You know, getting to talk to people that I absolutely love, getting to, to know their story or whatnot. Like, the experience is enough for me, but, you know, I, I always forget that, you guys are along for the ride with this. And you guys are enjoying it, apparently. You're, you're sharing it. You're, you're following. Um, if I could be honest, I'd love to see more interaction from you guys. I'd like to know that there's there. I'd love to, to see, like, the, you know, a comment or whatnot and uh, interacting with stuff. Like, I appreciate what you guys do, and I sincerely hope that I can get to interact with you guys more. I want to, I want to, I want to share the love that we have for this, you know? I want to share the love that we have for these artists, for this podcast, for these questions, for these answers. I want to share it. I want it to grow. I want the podcast to grow. I want the community to grow. I want a lot. <laughs> I realize that. So I'm gonna keep doing my thing. All right. I'm gonna keep interviewing incredible people. I'm gonna keep pushing out episodes. I'm gonna keep de- developing the community as I can. And you guys keep doing your thing. Keep sharing the podcast. Keep telling other people about it. Keep sharing your favorite moments. Keep liking, sharing, subscribing. Do all that stuff. Do that incredible stuff and we can continue to let this beautiful thing grow. Thank you guys for supporting me this far. I've said it a million times before and I'll say it again. I truly do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. All the love and support you guys give. And I will never take it for granted. I promise. <laughs>